Welcome back to another edition of the Perp Lake Podcast. This is the 13th episode of Perp Take, where we do a weekly review of all the biggest news in sports. This is Jamie White joined with Tyler Zeman, Austin Bechtel, and Nathaniel Breisinger. And today we're going to be talking about the NHL playoffs. He's like mad I called him Nathaniel. We're going to be talking about the NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs, as, along with Dirk and D. Wade's retirement, UFC 236, and Tiger Woods, and some of the best athlete comebacks of all time. So first, we're going to head over to Nate or Nathaniel, whatever you wish to call them, and talk about the NHL playoffs. All right, so let's start with some of the hottest teams so far in the playoffs. You have the Columbus Blue Jackets, who are surprising everybody right now. They're up 3-0 on the best regular season team in the Tampa Bay Lightning. And so, I mean, they went on into Tampa Bay's home ice, took two from them. They came back. They built off the raucous crowd in Columbus, and they went up 3-0. Some great play from Sergei Bobrovsky so far this series. And then another hot team right now, New York Islanders. They're also up 3-0 against the Penguins, who oof. that's also a surprising uh, series so far. Jordan Eberle has sort of uh, caught fire, he scored a couple big-time goals. Surprisingly, Tom Kuhnackle, former Penguins, somehow is playing well, which is kind of surprising. He's been somehow walking our defense, Oli Mata, even though yeah. he's not so good. So that's also surprising. Penguins on the brink of elimination, have to win tonight. So, those are two big series. So, if you had to look at the Penguins right now, other than obviously giving up goals, what do you think their biggest problem is playing against New York? Um, they're I mean, giving up goals due to their defensive lapses. They're they're they've played awful on defense. Half the time, there's no one in front of the net. And uh, game one, Jordan Everly was wide open in front of the net. A little spinorama, buried it. I uh, I mean, I don't know where their defense is. I mean, and. Uh, Crosby Malkin aren't putting up the points in Gensel as they should be. So, I mean, the Penguins need some scoring or else they're going to um, get swept. And, I mean, Robin Leonard's sort of been a brick wall, but you got to have your, your top scores. Okay. Goals. What do you think about this series uh, going on in the West? Uh, one of the more, uh, you know, competitive series is the San Jose Sharks and uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, some really high-scoring uh, uh, games and uh, – the top three point getters in the whole entire playoffs are from Vegas. Uh, Mark Stone with eight, Paul Stastny as well with eight, and uh, Max Pacioretty with six. These guys have been lining up the score sheet. And, uh, you know, it's been a back-and-forth battle in some uh, high-scoring games. But Vegas right now has a 2-1 series lead over the Sharks. All right, and aside from the, you know, the dominant series, what do you think about the Penguins, Austin? So the Penguins, even though they have struggled a lot offensively, you have to give credit to the Islanders. With new head coach Barry Trotz, their defense has gone from worst in goals against in the NHL now to first. They're new. They're now playing a trap defense, so it's really been able to help out the Islanders to be able to play this good defense, which has led to a lot of offensive chances. And it's also put the Penguins in a very bad situation where they really can't get in their own end, and they really have to play a lot of chip and chase, which they haven't been really effective at so far this playoffs. Let's be real. They're getting eliminated. I mean, it's going to happen. Sorry, guys. All right, so now we're going to head over to Austin uh, for some news on the NBA playoffs. Okay, Jamin. So the NBA playoffs have started, and a bunch of series have kicked off. Actually, all of the series have kicked off. Yes, yes, and they have. So far in the series, <laughs> um, a couple of key matchups to watch. Last night, the Clippers in Golden State came back from down 31 to defeat the Warriors 135 
131 of them. Could you say that again? How many points? 135 to 131. How many points did they come back by? They came back from 31 down. And what are the two numbers in 31? 3-1. to 3-1. to one. Could Golden State thro- uh, blow another lead? Well, this isn't the same situation. Right <laughs> now, the series is 1-1 going to Los Angeles. Um, it's kind of crazy the fact that the Warriors just kind of fell asleep the rest of the game and just decided kind of to blow the game and make it make the series close, I guess. Well, and let's talk about DeMarcus Cousins, too, going yeah. down in the first quarter with an apparent uh, quad injury. That definitely has to be part of it. But uh, you have to do remember that Cousins was out the first half of the year, so the Warriors, it's not like they don't have chemistry playing with the rest of the players. So also last night, the 76ers defeated the Brooklyn Nets 145-123. to Yes, they did. This seems like all-star game scores. These... These scores for the playoffs are um, not really what you'd be expecting. Um, you'd expect more defense, I guess. But um, that series is now 1-1. They are headed to Brooklyn. Look for Joel Embiid Ben Simmons in Brooklyn to try to step up to get the Sixers the league for D'Angelo Russell trying to hold his own back home. Some other series notes. The Bucks took care of the Detroit Pistons at home, 121-86 to on Sunday. Yeah, easy money. That series really should be all Bucks, probably in five. They lost also Blake Griffin in that game. Yeah, Blake Griffin did not play. The Jazz and the Rockets. The Rockets won 122-90 to on Sunday. This series, even though Utah is a really good team, and I think that they probably have a good chance to win it, um, I think the Rockets will probably win it in six. Mm. I think Utah is a good team. They're a young team. They could shoot the three ball. Uh, the Rockets just have more experience, and with Harden playing like he is, and Chris Paul, it's probably a Houston series. Yeah, I agree. And while we're on the subject of the NBA, two legends retired earlier in the week, Dwayne Wade and Dirk Nowitzki, multiple-time All-Stars, champions, finals MVP. What do you think it's going to be like? I mean, it's kind of it's kind of like two of the greatest players ever have just sort of walked away. Well, it's definitely going to be different because you, you don't find anybody like Dirk, the size that he is, just being able to shoot like he can and pass like he can. You're, you know, scouts are looking for the next Dirk, and you're not going to find him for no. a very long time. Doncic is good, though. Doncic is very good, and they, it's a good thing that they picked him up. But also, uh, with Dwayne Wade, I mean, 13-time All-Star, three-time NBA champion, and he also helped transform the league. You know, LeBron made the decision to go to Miami, which started this whole effect of super teams. But you got to remember that Dwayne Wade was the one that recruited LeBron and Chris Bosh to come play with him on the Heat. So he did have a large part in this transformation that the NBA is going through with more super teams and stars wanting to play together. I knew there was something I didn't like about him. I didn't know if it was the hair because he's like a 40-year-old man. He's wearing cornrows. But now I know what it is. Thank you, Austin. It is the decision. Dang. Well, Dwayne Wade has done a nice job with just his career. I mean, 15 years, averaging 22 points a game. He's and fine. What he meant to the city of Miami? He's fine. He's he had fine. a really good NBA career. Literally all-time first for every stat a Miami Heat player mm-hmm. can hold. The so. best player in Miami Heat history. <laughs> He's fine. He's fine. A very good player. But also, Vince Carter is the only player from the 90s left in the NBA, and he's, like, pushing 50. Yeah. So Vince Carter's still going strong. He's going strong. He said, it's not going up, it's coming down, I just got to worry about the knees. Oh, well. And here to talk about UFC 236, we have Jamin White. Jamin. All right, so UFC 236, it garnered a lot of hype, but it also pushed away a lot of fans. It would be the first time the league would hold two interim championships on the same night. 
interim championships kind of scare people away because it's not technically the real thing. But these were two wars that if you missed out on, it, it was a mistake because this was a great pay-per-view, uh, the two uh, main events of the night. So for the interim middleweight championship, which is currently held by Robert Whitaker, who uh, ruptured a hernia just uh, a night before UFC 234 when he was supposed to fight Kelvin Gastelum for the uh, title defense in Australia. Um, but tonight, or pardon me, Saturday night, Kelvin Gastelum would go up against Israel, the style, last style banner, Adesanya, in an absolute war, okay? Two great fighters stylistically. Kelvin has just a heavy hand and a great chin, which came into play a lot because Adesanya just had so many strikes, so many kicks coming his way. Uh, he had three takedowns in the fifth round. This would go to decision. It could have been easily called towards the end of the fifth round, but the referee just sort of let the fighters fight with just about 10 seconds left. Uh, Adesanya would win and is currently the interim middleweight champion and uh, the second African-born UFC champion in just a month after Kamaru Usman and also the first uh, New Zealand champion. So he'll fight Robert Whitaker next for the official middleweight title, and that's going to be a great fight. Um, you know, Israel is really one of those... Uh, rising stars right now and he certainly has the skills to take down someone like Robert Whitaker. Whitaker is obviously still a favorite right now but it should be interesting and Dana White wants that fight in Australia you know sort of bad blood between New Zealanders and Australia so it'll be very interesting. Um, in the main event of the night the interim lightweight title which is currently held by Habib Nurmagomedov who is serving suspension for uh, inciting a riot after his fight with Conor McGregor at UFC 229. So he'll be back in the fall, hopefully. Um, it was Max Holloway coming up a weight class from featherweight to fight at lightweight, 155 pounds, to take on Dustin, the Diamond Poirier. Um, this was another war. If you missed it, I mean, very unfortunate. Uh, Holloway got peppered in the first round, uh, just onslaught of uh, strikes by Dustin Poirier. Um, this fight would also go to decision. Holloway certainly showed his strength to stay in the fight, but Poirier uh, ended up winning it. 49-46, um, I believe, was the official scorecard. Um, and this is great for Dustin Poirier. He had the second uh, longest streak of fights without a title shot, uh, second only to Michael Bisping, who had 26. I believe Dustin had 22. Um, so he'll be taking on Habib Nurmagomedov, and Dustin's very tough. Habib is one of the freakiest athletes in the world right now, just super, super strong. So that'll be an interesting matchup. Uh, he will be fighting on hostile ground. I believe it's set to take place in the United Arab Emirates. So there's gonna be a lot of Habib fans there, certainly. But it was a great fight uh, and just a great card overall. If you missed it, uh, it's unfortunate. You missed a great one. All right, lastly, it'd be wrong not to talk about the amazing performance Tiger Woods had at the Masters. He would finish 13 under par and a really a back and forth uh, series between him and the rest of the competition. The big thing is we all know Tiger Woods is a winner. We know uh, what he can do, but this is such a great comeback story. You know, a couple of years ago, it was rumored that he might not be able to play golf again, you know, not just professionally, but like at all because of his knees and his back problems. Um, everything that was going on in his life, his uh, marital affairs, his court cases, everything. Um, of course, we saw, you know, uh, a couple years ago, he did not look too hot in a um, in a mugshot photo. People were wondering, who is this? Where is Tiger Woods gone? But on Sunday, he would win the Masters for the first time in 14 years. 
Um, it's considered at this point has to be one of the greatest comebacks in sports history. You know, 14 years is an entire career in, in most sports. Okay, for him to come back and just keep working, keep playing the game that he's sort of he's brought this huge attention to uh, just by himself. I mean, it was great to see. Um, and he's so close to being considered the winningest golfer of all time. He's one or two tournament way, uh, wins away from having the most all time. And I mean, it was like I said, it was a it was a tough uh, tough weekend at Augusta, but still to capture the Masters at forty three, and the timeline the first time he won the Masters, he ran off the course, hugged his dad, who's now since passed. He ran off the uh, course this time and hugged his son. So he said the story has sort of come full circle, and it is a great comeback in sports. But speaking on that. What are some other great comebacks in sports that you guys could think of? Just real quick, one question. Best comeback story of 2019 so far. Was it the Virginia men's basketball team going from first-round loss to a 16 seed and then coming back and winning March Madness, or would you say Tiger Woods? I think Tiger Woods just because Virginia, obviously, they had to overcome a lot of adversity to get to where they are to be national champions, but that was one year in the making. That was a quick fix. This was 14 years. I mean, he wasn't even expected to be able to play. You know, a couple of years ago because of all his injuries. So I, I'd have to say Tiger Woods. True, but I, I kind of have a – I feel like this is a better comeback story. When Mario Lemieux went on to beat his lymphoma in 1993 when he was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma, it forced him to miss two months of the NHL season and leaving him close to death. After his treatment, he immediately came back and helped the team win 17 consecutive games and won the NHL scoring title since then went on to obviously become the owner of the Pittsburgh Penguins and has won plenty more cups yeah I mean that is a great that is a great comeback I think we're biased as Pittsburghers obviously we're gonna True. we're gonna put that one but that is great um and your death like you said yeah no, that's a great comeback for sure Austin you got anything I actually have two one local and one on more of a national level um, the national one would be Paul George's knee injury that he suffered with Team USA mm. Basketball in 2014. Um, to be able to go through that horrific injury um, and then come back and be able to play basketball again for one and um, this season be able to play at such an MVP level for the OKC Thunder is uh, very impressive to see. And also locally um, for the Pirates, Jamison Tyon. Tyon's gone through Tommy John surgery, hernia surgeries, and he's also had testicular cancer. And for him to be able to come back through all of this and return from statistical cancer in one month um, was pretty extraordinary. And for him, just where he is physically now, just healthy and really with no problems whatsoever, it's really great to see how he's come back from this and just been able to, you know, be able to live a normal life again. That is a great comeback. And going back to Paul George speaking on the basketball tip, my friend, your friend, Allen Iverson, was tried as an adult for an alleged uh, incident at a bowling alley and was sent to jail for the rest of his life. He would get pardoned and come back and uh, go to Georgetown, get drafted by the Philadelphia 76ers and lead one of the greatest uh, teams through the playoffs. And not a very good team either, but to face the uh, uh, Los Angeles Lakers in the NBA Finals. I always think of that one. That one goes under the rug sometimes. Thank you for listening to another edition of the Purple Light Podcast. This has been uh, Perp Take, where we do a weekly review of all the biggest news in sports. This has been Jamie White joined with Tyler Zeman, Nathaniel, or Nathan Breisinger, or Nate, whatever you like to call him, and Austin Bechtold now signing off.